Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another five minute flip. What is up, Flip Upon Am I? This is your five minute flip for March 27th, 2023. First of all, I want to say thank you uh, for your patience with my podcast sabbatical. I mentioned in episode 78, I'd be taking a sabbatical from long form episodes for a little while, and that I would be doing five minute flips. But even with that, I needed a break from all of it. So it's been a little minute since I've done a five minute flip, but here I am thankful uh, to be talking to you today. I want to let you know before I jump into the topic, I have a survey. It's a feedback survey as I discern uh, what I'm going to do with the flip side. I'd like to make it better. I'd also like to make it more sustainable and some discernment in life about, you know, if, I, if I'm able to keep doing it, I guess. I don't want to be too ultimatum-y on, on, as I'm talking to you, my listener. Uh, but just, yeah, I'd love your feedback. So go to noahphilippiak.com slash survey, and you'll find the, uh, the survey there. And or I believe it's on all my social media channels as well. NoahFlipiak.com slash survey. Some of the surveys, so the results so far have been super helpful. And I'm absolutely listening uh, to those of you that have, that have sent stuff in. I want to chat briefly with you on this five minute flip about silence and solitude. I titled this episode a non-guru's take on solitude and silence. By the way. Something funny about the feedback. I know these five-minute flips are not five minutes. I joke about that all the time. But it has a nice ring to it. Five-minute flip. It just means a shorter flip, right? There was one that was five minutes. So, you know, for those of you that need that, it's out there. No, I love it. I love the feedback. It's been great. All right. Solitude and Silence. Um, I've read a lot of books on Solitude and Silence. Uh, 2015 to 2017, I did a two-year cohort with Ruth Haley Barton at the Transforming Center. Super transformative, uh, changed my life, really gave me some sustainable ways to stay in ministry. And read a lot of books there on Solitude and Silence, did a lot of Solitude and Silence. And this is not a shot at any one specific book. Uh, there's many that talk about Solitude and Silence. This is just sort of my general observation. I think that when you read a Solitude and Silence book, from a guru and you and I don't mean that word I don't I, I'm not saying that word sarcastically I just the best word I can come up with and it's a fun word to say guru uh, when you read a book like that from an expert you know in this stuff it can feel overwhelming it can feel like wow this author or this type of contemplative Christian they have really they have like this magical way of connecting with God and when I go to do, you might be saying to yourself, when I go to do solitude or silence, I am just bored. I don't hear anything from God. Like, what are they? And and, and it can be, I don't know. I, I've seen it used so often as a discipleship solution. Well, the solution to that problem is solitude and silence. The solution to that problem is solitude and silence. And that can be true, but I don't think it's often broken down in a way that's helpful to the normal person. And so in the few minutes here that I have, I want to try to help with that. I did preach on this recently. Um, if you go to Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids, Mosaic, uh, like the artwork, Mosaic Church of Grand Rapids podcast, uh, sorry, sermon podcast it's called, and then look for the March 13th sermon called Tuning Into God's Voice. 
And by the way, yeah, I referenced Psalm 46.10 as my main passage there, and I'll mention that here. Psalm 46.10, the psalmist says, "Be st- God says uh, within the psalm, be still and know that I am God. And so we don't do that very often. We don't, we don't obey that psalm and actually be still and know that God is God. And it's really important to just be still before God. So I want to give you kind of two ways to do that. One is just a general stillness. I absolutely think there's value to sitting in a chair and looking at the woods for as long as you can bear or going to the beach or just doing something where you're sitting. I'm talking like not even going on a walk, not not talking about when you're in your car. I'm talking about sitting down and doing nothing for a period of time because there's there's something physiological the way god's made us where in our culture i mean we are in the most hectic culture of all time absolutely with social media and cell phones smartphones on demand everything microwaves siri google alexa you know these voice commands i mean everything is just fast 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 everything's how can we get this more convenient drive-through food all this stuff we're in the most hectic hurried culture of all time there's something really healthy and good about just making yourself sit. I don't know, for just five minutes, ten minutes, just make yourself sit and don't do anything. Just to make your body and your mind and your spirit slow down. And, and maybe you can do that, just practice doing that longer and longer. And there's something to that. You're not going to see God in a, uh, you know, I, I, I love the Star Wars movies, so Star Wars nerds out there. You know, the hologram where, you know, R2-D2 bleeps out, uh, not that kind of bleep, but, you know, he, he shoots out Princess Leia from the uh, the hologram. And there's always, like, these holograms of the dead Jedis and stuff, of Yoda. Like, you're not going to see God in a hologram just uh, because, a hologram, you know, video, just because you you took 10 minutes of solitude or a day of solitude, you know, in a, in a beautiful place. That's not what I'm getting at. But there's just something really good about it. There's something really healthy about slowing down from it. It's kind of like fasting. If you fast from food, you're 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 stopping eating for a period of time, maybe a day, so that you can you can tune in to God's voice. You can you can you can tune out the distractive static of the radio dial, and you can just tune into God's radio station and just listen to it. You're you're intentionally saying, "I'm going to get rid of the distraction." of food to focus in on God. Or maybe in Lent, you're fasting from Facebook or you're fasting from social media apps or you're fasting from coffee or whatever it is. You're you're intentionally getting rid of a distraction to tune into God's voice. I think that's what you're doing when you sit down in a chair and you look at the woods for an extended period of time. You're just You're just tuning out the hecticness is what you're doing. Put your phone away, turn it off, turn it on airplane mode, just tune out the hecticness. All right, so that's one type of solitude and silence, and I, and it's really matters. It's really important discipline. And the second kind would be, I think, more of an intentional. So I think when you're doing that kind of thing, looking at the woods, sitting in a chair, I think you can kind of think about whatever you want. You can pray, you can think, you can have mental activity, talk to God, observe creation. And there's another kind of solitude and silence, where I would, here's what I would recommend. You, you sit 
at your table. Make sure nobody's around. Even make sure your pets aren't being loud. My dogs are so annoying. They wrestle all the time. I literally have to put my one dog in the crate during this time just so that they're quiet. Nobody else is home. I like to light a candle. Just an intentional, it's just an intentional visual. Like I'm doing this on purpose. I'm 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 setting everything else aside. I'm sitting down to do this with God. And sit in a chair. Uh, and this is I'm 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 quoting here from Ruth Haley Barton, so I guess I'm citing her. Sit in a chair, a hard chair, not a soft like recliner, but a you know, a kitchen chair, something like that. Sit up, put both feet on the floor, and uh, open your palms and put them on top of your thighs. Just open in that space and close your eyes. It's just an openness, a receptiveness to God and his spirit. And what I challenge you to do is set a two-minute timer, two-minute timer, maybe on your phone. This is where the Alexa Echo Dot thing is helpful because I can just tell it I want two minutes of a timer. And I and then sit there and do absolutely nothing. I don't want you to pray. I don't even want you to think. I just want you to sit and be still. Be still and know that I'm God, Psalm 4610. That's what stillness is. Be still. And I, I unpack this in a deep way in that sermon, which I won't be able to do here on this not not five-minute, five-minute flip. Um. But I, I want you to observe. That's all I want you to do is observe. When I observe in those moments, and I'll give you some cues maybe of what to observe, maybe that would help, is observe your weakness. Observe that you are really just a bag of bones. You're a very finite, very limited in power bag of bones. I often observe in those moments how big the world is, how many problems are in the world, and how small and, yes, insignificant I am. And how weak I am, how really, really weak I am. In those moments, I observe feeling like a child, feeling like a weak child. And that is a beautiful moment for someone like me, who is an eight on the Enneagram. I'm an ENFP, if you know Myers-Briggs. I'm a very driven, high-energy achiever. Uh, Achiever is one of my top strength finders. Activator. I like to do things. I like to get things done. I like to prove my value and worth, that's in an unhealthy way, by getting things done and accomplishing things. And that rope always has an end. That rope always has an end. Because when you live like you don't have limits, um, that's a really unhealthy way to live as far as your spiritual formation goes. So when you sit there for those two minutes, you are just observing the limits that you truly have. And you'll observe lots of other things. You, you'll feel like a drug addict who's going in through withdrawal. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. You'll get bored. Again, don't pray during that time. Just sit still. When you get distracted, something the gurus uh, recommend is the experts is to think of a phrase to just bring you back to that point of stillness. Maybe it's Jesus. Maybe you say Abba. Uh, sometimes I might say help me. Or, you know, whatever, whatever phrase just can help bring you back to, to focus and stillness. And that's it. Do it for two minutes. And often what will happen, I'll get to the, I'll know the end of the two minutes is coming. And I'll say, uh, in our house, our Alexa, we, we say echo as the key, the key, the, whatever, the key phrase. So I'll say echo. 
add two more minutes because I just I need a little more time, a little more space. But if I were to start with a four minute timer, it's too intimidating. It just feels like too much. And then for those of you that are going, oh, Noah, he's just gone off the deep end. He's a liberal progressive spiritualist now. Sorry, I'm being, I'm being silly. Can't help myself. Uh, no, what I'm saying is after you finish your time of stillness, I promise you there will be so much dust that that stillness kicked up. You're going to have a lot to pray about in your weakness as you observe your weakness, as you observe your childlike self. Uh, you observe your limits, you're going to have a lot of stuff to pray about where you need. Another great passage for this is 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. You know, in my weakness is when I'm strong. I have to experience my weakness so that the, the strength of Christ, Jesus who says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. I need to, I need to, to experience my weakness and be cognizant of it and, and that is for me as a very driven person, that's my true self. So that's when I, I remove the false self from the equation and I can just experience the love of Christ for me. The childlike Noah, the weak Noah, the powerless Noah, that's the Noah that Jesus loves. Not the Noah with the, the Superman cape on or the Noah with the armor on. That's, that the armor is to protect myself and my own insecurities. So I can't, I, I'm not letting... I'm not letting the Holy Spirit in because I'm I don't need you. I'm doing it myself. I've got my performance to to lean back on. Stillness gets rid of the performance. And then lead that into a time of prayer. And I that, there you go. I, I just encourage you to try that out. Just set a two-minute timer and try that. And uh feel free to let me know how it goes. Um I may do a blog post on this eventually, but there you go. That's the non-guru's guide to solitude and silence. Thanks for tuning in to this uh five-minute flip. Uh, oh yeah, uh, fill out the survey, the podcast survey. I would love that. Uh, it's noahflipiak.com slash survey. And I will see you next time on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this five minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long form episodes of the flip side. Visit www.patreon.com slash noahflipiak to support and get sweet flip side swag.